Thank you for tuning in to this message from Kingdom Airs International, headquarters located in Flagstaff, Arizona. Who's ready? I am ready! Not only are we shifting into discipleship, but we have prepared not only our hearts for that, but to receive mom and dad back home. And so it feels so significant that we're starting discipleship as we've made a way over the course of this last month. The intention that Yahweh had had for the last month was to ensure that everything that was released, everything that took place over the last night season, that it became a part of us that we took the time to allow it to get in us and part of what Yahweh revealed during this last month of worship was another characteristic that we needed to be known by, that we needed to move from, which was celebration. So we got our hearts in order over the last month so that on top of humility, the characteristics of discipleship that Yahweh has released over us, humility, honor, you guys remember those? Walking through that process of establishing a heart of humility, a heart of honor, and a heart that was overflowing with gratitude. <laughs> and so then, this last month, making our way towards instruction, towards discipleship, towards understanding what it looks like to be a follower of the way, he said, now you need to have a heart of celebration. Because when direction comes, which is what we're moving into, when direction comes, it can't, it, there won't be room if the heart isn't filled with celebration for truth, right? If there's anything in us that is not celebratory, then there can't be a landing of, um, of that truth and of that instruction, right? It won't be fully received. So um, what's super powerful is while we were allowing Yahweh to do that work in us over the course of the last month, we were also stewarding home, right? Yeah. We were stewarding the house. So we were literally stewarding our house. We were preparing our home, the, the place where he dwells, so that we could make room for more of him. And as we were making room for more of him, we were making room for mom and dad, that truth that's coming to bring instruction and direction. So hopefully... Oh, um, we, uh, our, our hearts tonight are already positioned because we had an entire month to get them ready. So our hearts are positioned to receive without anything that would combat or reject or renounce that truth, right? One of the words that was released at the end of last week was it's one thing to move from our identity when it comes to being a follower of the way, which is what was released over us at Shavuot. Okay, we have our identity. Once you claim your identity, you have to walk in that identity, right? That's where discipleship comes in. That's where teaching, that's where instruction comes in. And Yahweh has instruction for us. We also granted this last month Yahweh permission to father us. That was the receiving of that identity, was now now that we understand that we are followers of the way, he's going to make that way known. 
right? He's going to make his way known in his truth, his instructions. So we have granted Yahweh permission. This is just a reminder, as you're receiving practical discipleship tonight and you're hearing his voice and truth, that you remember you already gave him permission. When you received that identity and you took it on as yours, you simultaneously gave him permission. <laughs> but you gave him permission to father you. You gave him permission to even father you when it comes to what fathering the next generation looks like. Yes? Right? So I know that mom and dad are going to bring more clarity as to why are we utilizing this specific resource when we're when we say we are moving into discipleship. Why this resource? Right? So I just want us to remember kind of the backdrop as we move into discipleship is we've given him permission to father us in a way that we've never we never have before because he's residing in the house now, he's back in his rightful place, and we've given his voice permission. Yes, we've worked out everything in our heart so that there's only celebration, gratitude, humility, honor, all of those things. So these are all the ways that we're prepared and we're equipped. Yes? And and we are acknowledging and ready to receive that he has an opinion. This is something that Dad said. He has an opinion about the way that you mother and the way that you father. Okay? So if we're going to give him permission to have an opinion over our lives, right? This is what you should eat. This is what you shouldn't. This is what you can say. This is what you can't. This is how you should walk. This is how you shouldn't. Right? And all of those are coming more and more as we step fully into receiving all of Torah. That means that he has an opinion about things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? So you don't have a right to your own anymore. You don't have a right to your own opinion. It's all his opinion. It's all his instruction. It's all his voice. Okay? That that prohibitive voice, all those things you've worked out, they've been laid down. There was a trade that took place last week. All of those things, they're gone. Yeah. Okay? So when you're hearing and you're hearing that multidimensionally and what mom and dad are going to present about why this resource, just remind yourself if any flicker of a personal opinion that would combat his own comes in, remind yourself, I gave you permission to be the only voice I submit to. Yeah. Okay? Okay. All right. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm like, if we're shape. not ready, we're in trouble. That's right. <laughs> We prepared our home, so we're ready. <laughs> I love how you said um, he has an opinion about, obviously, he has an opinion about, like he fathers us, but then he has a, an opinion about how we father. Yeah, so um, just to add a few more things to all the great stuff that Megan just said. And first of all, it's great to be back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I miss everybody way too much. Um, you guys, it's great for you. It's great to be home because of you guys. Yeah. <laughs> there is something different about coming home this time. Yeah. Just a little bit different. You guys. Yeah, you, you guys are the reason. If you guys weren't here, <laughs> 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 it would be a done deal. <laughs> um, so just to add a few things to what I can already say. And, and just bridge a gap between where we've come to right before worship and what we're about to get into. 
Um, just to give you guys some perspective, this particular resource, we have been um, heavily involved with teaching it for 19 years, maybe 20. Um, it's kind of cool to look back on the 20 years because really we can say that how old Jalen is aligns with how long we've been doing it. Because we started doing it because we found out we were pregnant with Jalen. So a lot of times we'll get uh, compliments on his character or the way he carries himself or different things like that. And we can honestly say that probably, obviously some of it is is him and his personality and his demeanor and things like that. But a lot of it is our intentionality in pursuing how Yahweh wants us to mother and father. Right? So where we came up to before we left was our identity and what we're about is centralized around the Torah, which is the Father's instructions on how we live our life. How we carry ourselves as disciples and how he chooses to raise us up in the way that he wants to. Right? And like what what she just said, he does care about how we mother and father, not just about mothering and fathering us. And we know that yeah. because Yeshua said that as the last yeah. commandment before he left. Yeah. He was concerned with what are you going to do for the next generation, right? Yeah. So this is something that I'm kind of envious of you guys going through this for the first time because we've been through it like more times than we can count and we've taught it, but I'm envious because you guys are going through it with the perspective that our identity is central to the Father's instructions. Yeah. And when yeah. you go through this with that, when you're carrying that identity, I feel like this is going to hit you guys in the face like a ton of bricks. <laughs> and and since we've been yes, we <laughs> since we've been going through this again, it's like it's really amazing to hear that through the filter of where we've been as a family. Um, so I think you guys will be amazed at how this really does connect. And the last thing I'll say is that we received our identity and who we are and what we're founded on. This is, you know, it's not perfect, but I will say I've never seen anything like this that's as comprehensive, that's as um, good as this. Never seen anything even come close. Yeah. And this is a mechanism, even though it may not be perfect, it's a mechanism to internalize our identity and walk it out every day in your house with your family, with your kids with your grandkids, even if your kids are adults, maybe they're having babies, or they're getting married. Either way, even if you gain insight into your own relationship with him as a child and a father, um, it's pretty amazing. So, um, I just want to, so I, I don't even, I because we weren't here, I don't necessarily know what you guys have been told. We are going to be watching the videos to each chapter. Do you guys know that? So a lot of tonight, this one's going to be about 50 minutes. So we are going to be watching it. I do want to preface these videos have not been redone from when we started. <laughs> so you're going to see you're going to see some of that. But he's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. And there isn't anything in the updated version that is contradicting to what was then. 
And how many of you guys got a chance to read chapter one first? So it's crazy because, like he said, the first time I went through this, I'm just reading through it, and then I'm teaching it, and I'm doing it. Now I go through it from the perspective of his instructions. Yeah. And it's interesting that the foundational scripture is Deuteronomy that says everything that we've been talking about at Shavuot. And then yeah. breaks it down practically of what that scripture in Deuteronomy is saying about teaching the next generation. I mean, he, go, he goes through all of that, and it's absolutely powerful. They do say Jesus, but they're saying Yahweh in here. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't remember ever hearing that word, you know. Like, I mean, I'm sure they did say it, but it wasn't even in my frame of mind. So there's, uh, let me, I, what I want to put in perspective is at Shavuot, before we left, Yahweh basically released our identity that you are a follower of the way. Okay. What's the way? Because it's one thing to say, I'm a set-apart people because right. I belong to this crazy family called Kingdom Heirs, right. and we don't look like church, and we go on Friday nights instead of Sunday, and we post kind of crazy things, and you kind of see some juice stuff. Okay, <laughs> yeah. that's not going to transform a culture. Right. Yeah. How you live and why you live from yeah. a transformed life of what <laughs> being a follower of the way means is day in and day out. There's no compartmentalization. Yeah. It is in us. So through worship, we got it inside of us in yeah. the spirit. And now we have an opportunity to walk it out. Here's yeah. what we felt in the spirit. <laughs> us coming back and being like, all right, Torah, uh, Torah studies. <laughs> Before we let the Father give us certain instructions, like whether or not you should shave a beard or not, I felt like it was more important for us to understand practical instruction in general go back to the basics of what does it mean to be moral because if we don't understand how to be moral yeah. we don't need to be getting into religion again yeah. about all the different laws that says well what does Torah observant mean and is that for today and is that not what does that mean and how do you interpret that I'm not saying we're not going to get into Torah um, portions and get into that type of study because we need to know what is written on our hearts. But before we dive into that, why don't we dive into something that's like for today? And I'm not, that sounds weird. Like is this a Torah song for today? But this is such a practical way to walk out his character before, because if you don't understand his character, you're going to read the Torah out of yeah. context. Yeah. You're going to go back to Judaism. You're going to look at everything he does in the Torah, whether it's to wear seats or not is all founded on his character. And there's a reason why he instructs his children to do certain things. And if we don't know who he is, and we don't know how he is, and we don't know why he is, then we're not going to be able to get into all that and not fall right back into religion and, and be arguing about doctrinal theology. Yeah. So at the end of the day, we really felt like this was a huge practical thing. And it doesn't matter if you have young children, old children, or if you're a grandparent, because how to raise a moral child, to me, is Yahweh saying, yeah. How do I want my children to be raised up? Because yeah. if Christianity raised you up, it wasn't this. Yeah. 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 I mean, when you go through all this, you're going to just yeah. be like, when you say get hit by a ton of bricks, you're going to recognize what it was that religion taught because it was behavior-based, not transformational-based. Yeah. We're after the heart of a child, not the behavior of a child. Well, just like he's after the heart of you and not the behavior of you. Yeah. So as you go through this, you're going to get some practical teaching on exactly what to do day in and day out, at night, in the morning, just like Deuteronomy says. You should be doing this when you lie down, when you sit down. This should be a part of your life. It's going to give you also an aspect of who you are to him as everyday life. And so, anyway, it's super powerful. Um, so, obviously, tonight we're going to be talking about how to raise a moral child.
for those of you that did or didn't read it, we'll get into it. We'll be answering some uh, Q&A afterwards if we have time. Um, but just remember to be thinking about the multi-dimensions. You know, how, he's after morality. And it goes into this whole thing about the difference between value and virtue. And I think it's super powerful that we've talked about this as a family. No longer we at the, are we at the whim of doctrinal theology on what's right and what's wrong because society said it, says it, or that church says it. But what is the biblical virtue that we all have the standard? It puts us all on the same playing ground. But the problem is, is the way that we've gone up to this point has been whatever sounds good, right? This, I mean, we've talked about this before. Speaking in tongues, not speaking in tongues. Right? This deliverance, no deliverance. Is healing for today? Is healing not for today? Like you go, there's like this hodgepodge of concepts. What this is going to do is bring us back to the basics of his virtues that are non-wavering. And that is the standard that we raise ourselves up to. And it is going to be extremely uh, spiritually, but then it's going to be very practical. I mean, this is probably like the passion of my life is to practically train people how to raise up the next generation and train themselves. I mean, I don't know. Elders have gone through this before we before we did it and I I could be in a meeting with them and it can last four hours just answering QA of what about this or how about this and how how to practically make that standard in our lives and make it so real and so tangible to where we are now transforming a culture. Not just because we're weird and because we say that we are if we're a follower of the way, what does being a follower of the way look like? It talks about it in that book, but it's like, it, we have a burden to transform the culture back to what Christ-like is. And that's not the way the world operates. But how are we going to show them what it is if we're not operating in it? And sometimes these things get lost because we're in the weeds of all the details and not thinking that just for biblical virtue alone is others-oriented. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so how do we train our kids to be others-oriented, right? Yeah. So it's not it's just giving a big picture down to the fine details of how to walk this out, and it's really going to be um, amazing because I really do believe that families that are raised in this are are, are set apart. Mm-hmm. Eric and Kendra, you guys have been through this, and you've taught, I think you guys have even taught it. Would you agree with me that those that have been raised in this are truly set apart even more so than what tribe they're from? Yeah, I mean, and I, I mean, he, he somewhat talked about it. I don't necessarily like to brag, but I've had people come tell me, what is it? I had something, Sally told me. She goes, one of your first um, videos that you're going to do when you, when you branch out is I want you to speak on how you got your 18-year-old to love you or how you got your 18-year-old to want to be around you. Okay. Oh, my gosh. I've never thought about going viral about, like, I could talk about that all day long because yeah. everyone says, you just wait till the teenage years. Well, that's like Yahweh saying, you just wait till they get a little bit older and have a mind of their own. Yeah. What are you talking yeah. about? Right. We should be you growing in moral virtue. Right. We should be growing in our transformation. Right. And so, you know, just to know that our family has been, I believe, set apart because of this foundational teaching more than anything. We were just introduced to being Torah observant. That's just going to be in addition to and get us into right alignment. But this is a foundational way of putting the old and the new together and really walk like a set apart people. Because how are you going to train the world if your kids aren't releasing the gospel even in first grade? Mm -hmm. How are they supposed to release the gospel? Preach? No. (laughs) 
by having yeah. these moral moral characteristics, how did you get your child at that age to want to do right when you're not in front of them? Yeah. How did you? How did you? You know. How did? Those are the questions that are going to come. That's your gateway in. Yeah. It's him. Yeah. But a lot of people will be like, well, I went to church. Yeah. So Sunday school taught my kids how to transform the world, and yeah. so you just put it on them. But if you're not doing it, like Deuteronomy says, day in, day out, before bed, as you're sitting down at dinner, then our kids aren't really being transformed. They're not really showing. Are your kids different than any other kid in school? Yeah. They should be completely different. And yeah. so that, and it just like, are we any different right. in yeah. Walmart, or are we right. just like every other customer? Yeah. Right. Well, this is going to give us the tools to be able to really walk that out. So just okay. to kind of give the greater perspective, I don't know what's coming as far as like Torah portion, but we really felt like this was foundational before we move into all of that. So we got nine intense weeks. Okay. Thank you for listening to this message from Kingdom Heirs International. If you have received insight and revelation with this message, we invite you to claim that revelation by trading on the trading floor with this ministry. You can do that at kingdomheirsflag.org. Thank you.